welcome to another exciting episode of Bevelations. We're back, bitches. Yes, it's been a few weeks uh, since my last podcast, real interview. Uh, and she is back from vacation. She is refreshed, recharged, focused, galvanized. I've had time to get sunburnt, peel, and I'm back to being a pasty bitch. So you're welcome. And we are back with a bang today, kids. And I mean that literally because she's banged me into a wall a few times. We are here with one of my best gal pals, uh, Used to be an enemy, now a good gal pal, Miss Brooklyn Ford. We recorded this episode in the car on a four-hour car ride to Wilkes-Barre this past Friday. So that's what the background noise is you hear during the podcast. You might also hear us curse at traffic a few times, but it's like you're almost there in the car with us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Straight From The Ford Showroom, Miss Brooklyn Ford. Today we are joined by Brooklyn Ford. The Joan to my bet, the Roxy to my jinx, Brooklyn is Philadelphia's painted buffalo. When she's not playing with friends' cats or eating french fries, she's belittling contestants in drag wars and being a Clydesdale. Welcome, Brooklyn. <laughs> Look, I can be funny. You wrote, she wrote that herself. Thank I'm you. I'm saying welcome, Brooklyn, but you, we're in your car. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this welcome is the first. This is a Bevelations podcast first. We are recording on the road. Beva go go. This is, yes, this is, we've taken Elsa. <laughs> we've taken Elsa, the Google girl, on the road. We are currently en route to Heat Nightclub in beautiful scenic. Wilkes Barre. For uh, Iris Spectre's show, and we've been in the car. We've been in the car about three and a half years, and we still have two more fucking hours to go. But we're finally, we're finally out of stop and go traffic. Oh God, are you choking? No, it's just the emphasis. She just, she just ate a bagel. I thought it was coming back up. So, hi, Brooklyn. Hi. So this is your. uh, You've recorded several of uh, the recap episodes. Um, but this is your, 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 you finally made it. You made, made it to a it. real, a real live interview. You hate me. You really hate me. I do hate you. Thank you. Or I used to hate you, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll it's get just, there. It's just, just a, we'll get there. a skosh of what's going to happen. We'll get there. So let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to oh. start. Take us back. Tell us about young, young baby Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Young baby Brooklyn. Well, after having a mental breakdown for six months and not going to work for six months, I decided that I was going to try drag. No, bitch. We're t- I mean, like, when you were a kid. We're t- oh, a kid. I don't want to use your birth name on oh, here unless you want me to. Oh, my birth name is Sean. Who cares? <laughs> for the longest time, true story, for the longest time, Brooklyn would not let anyone know what her fucking boy name was. And then we did this gig together, and it was like, like... Uh, performer coordinator Drew Gaver, uh, makeup coordinator Sean Zucker. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Well, for a long time, people thought that my name was Dash Matthews. Oh, that's right, because that was Instagram, Instagram was Dash, and Matthews. everybody called me Dash, and I never stopped. <laughs> 
my, my fake name you had were, a fake name. When in reality, the mafia hit that you <laughs> saw happen and you were in witness protection, <laughs> that finally li- was lifted so you could go back. Like the RuPaul contract after five years. My <laughs> contract was lifted <laughs> exactly. for my name. Exactly. Um, so, oh, where did God. you grow up? I grew, I grew up in South Jersey. South Jersey, right I across in, the street from Maria Topka. I lived in Summers Point, New Jersey, where it had three Wawas and one rural town. Well, that is a yeah, very New Jersey that's, thing. That's a Jersey thing. Uh, I grew up near the beach. I was a beach baby until I realized I hated water, sand, and sweating. No. Well, you're a pale bitch like me. So, yeah, I don't yeah. tan whatsoever. Um, yeah, and I'm actually white, so su- shock. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise, kids. I'm not Puerto Rican or black, yep. like many of you still think to this day. <laughs> that's true. I use spray tanner. She does, and a lot of... A lot of Sherwin Williams. A lot of uh, yeah. Did, so, you, did you hide the number nine acrylic? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna fuck up. Did you hand me that spray paint? You left it in your bag. But, uh, what, you always get to carry the itsy bitsy bitsy baby purse. <laughs> Anyways, um, eat some bondo on the chin. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh, you've got a little. Ooh, oh, oh god. Oh, oh, oh no. What if it chips? What if it cracks? What if Mimi listens? Shut up. Thank you. Okay, so where did you go to school? I went to school in... I went to Mainland Regional High School. Because I don't really remember much of my my teen years. Yeah, it's uh, Mainland Mustangs. I don't really get... I don't really care about my young years. Nothing nothing eventful happened. I was just coming into being a homosexual cisgender woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then where'd you go? Did you go to college? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. I got the option to go to college or to go get a full-time job and make money. That's true. So my senior year of high school, I was on the work program with oh. all the delinquents and the invalids. <laughs> who, you were who Tracy Turnblad, such yeah, a special ed. Who actually weren't able to learn, so they went to go to McDonald's to make money, and oh. I went and... To Mac. <laughs> I, no, not Mac. Not yet. And then I uh, I left sorry, school every Sephora. I left school every day at ten forty five in the morning and I went to go work and okay. I made money yeah okay all right so yeah um, so when did you become a makeup artist uh, I've been doing makeup for ten years okay. but uh, it's all stemmed from when I used to watch my mother when I was a child yeah uh, I would just sit and watch her do her makeup and I just soaked it all up and in so. The makeup artistry has been in me all my life. I'm an artsy-fartsy kid. I like to paint, draw, graffiti, things of that nature. I need a little more coffee. Oh, okay. Would you like some of my Uh, pink pink lemonade? I I don't need your heartburn (laughs) in medium size. My pink, my my giant cup of corn syrup that that I got from... Bev ordered a pink lemonade culotta. I don't drink coffee. Fun fact, I do not drink coffee. Fun fact, she also doesn't go to Dunkin' Donuts. I do not. She was like, uh, I'll take the turkey bacon ciabatta. <laughs> I don't go. I ha- I have I'm I have money. I go to Starbucks. I have anyways. money too. I have an app. I get free coffee. Well, I go to Starbucks. Anyways, I'm a wealthy white woman. It's fine. Um, so that so has it always been with Mac or you? Yeah, I never did makeup for another brand. I literally did clothing retail my whole life. I worked for the Gap. I worked for BCBG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I literally fell into makeup. It's not like it's been my lifelong dream. I've always wanted it. I've always dreamed of it. I fell into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, okay. So then was, was, um, that makeup, being a makeup artist was the gateway into becoming a drag queen? Probably. 
when I was like a little, little, little kid, I always used to like wear my mom's high heels uh-huh. in her bedroom while my grandmother babysat me. Uh-huh. I watched Looney Tunes, but realistically, I was raiding my mom's closet mm-hmm. as a kindergartner. So something in there always told me that I was going to do drag, and then I finally got the cojones to do it. Okay. But I believe that makeup artistry has helped me with my drag career. So I. Well, you told. could say that. Yeah. I mean, something. I'm not a makeup artist, which you. Back when, well, well, wait, we're, we're jumping wait, the gun. We'll wait. get, we'll get to the when our line, when our lives line, collided and the I line. and you you morally degraded me for uh, uh, put me down for years and end. But anyways, I, so, I never said that. Anyways. I never said that. Anyways, uh, so okay, so then talk about the the start of Brooklyn uh, herself. Oh, so back to when I was saying I had a mental breakdown. Uh, Brooklyn Ford was birthed from the <laughs> phoenix of my breakdown. Is this where she was birthed? <laughs> and, and this is where she came out, that little womb child. Uh, yeah, I literally was like, I want to start doing this. And I had already known a bunch of the girls like Nevaeh and Satine and Misty. Mm-hmm. And I literally popped up one night in drag. And Mimi fucking I'm first made me perform my first number ever. Which was Bees in the Trap, because I literally came in drag and everybody <laughs> thought it would be fucking funny Bees in the trap. to tell Mimi that I was doing a number. Never performed, never did any, never lip synced in front of anyone. Well, what was she wearing? Uh, me? Uh-huh. Oh, honey. What was her first drag? Oh. What was what Baby's was first I drag? Re- uh, it was an American apparel uh, bodysuit with that sheer V neck. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I wore, from Torrid, I wore uh, bathing suit bottoms in black that I pulled up as to give the illusion of a waist. That's when I wore, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's when I didn't wear hip pads, and I thought that my natural curves were sexy. Okay. Um, and I wore a blonde, or no, did I wear blonde? I wore a red bob. Oh, like a bob. The, the bobbed bang, like the long. Oh, a blunt cut bang. Which Mimi actually took from me and wore on uh, Nurse Jackie. And I've never seen that wig ever again. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, I remember that wig. Yes. I yep, remember that, that wig. That was mine. Yep. She took it from me. That was back in the pro, the prohibition pro bar days when I used to go down with Mimi. Okay. Um, and yeah, I had on like a purple boot from Torrid. I was one of those. See, I didn't do rainbow drag. I did Torrid drag because I'm a big girl. Right. So my stuff cost 50 and 60 well, see, I started out as a, as a uh, goodwill. Uh, slash Judy's hand-me-downs. Oh, perfect. Well, my mother is um, 5'6", 120, <laughs> soaking wet. So the only person's she drag I was wear her gloves. Yeah. So I could wear her dresses as a shawl or... As, as a nice headscarf. Yep, or a few safety pins and I've got a knapsack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's where Brooklyn started. Okay. Um, and then uh, what happened? So... I blew... I, literally blew up. I gained weight. Like, more weight than I was ever ready to realize. Welcome to doing drag. And then I had another mental breakdown eight months into my drag career. Really? Yeah. I was was originally supposed to do the first cycle of Drag Wars. Oh. Yep. And literally, like, three weeks before it was supposed to start, I just had another mental breakdown because I'm a crazy pants McGee. Oh, yep. I did not know that. But I still went every week and watched it as I sat there having full-blown anxiety and panic attacks. You went every week, all six of them, that first cycle. <laughs> all I, I all six weeks. Now we're up to, like, this cycle, we're up to, like, cycle, like week 72. And I'm like, how many fucking contestants are left? Jesus Christ. Mimi doesn't even know at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I did Drag Wars, which was the craziest experience of my life. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, I watched cycle one. I saw all of this happen. I remember the night that Cleo was robbed. 
I had to say that or else Cleo will literally freak the fuck out. She was um, robbed at gunpoint? She was robbed at gunpoint. Me and Mimi actually went to her hotel room, and that was around Thanksgiving, and I bought Cleo four turkey, like the gobbler sandwiches, four classic gobblers. I don't know if she ate them all, but she was very pleased. <laughs> Just, night, to, just to make her feel better. The night that she lost? The night that she lost. And it will... Whoo! Whoo! Yeah, I know. Um, and I thought, yay, let's do Drag Wars. That seemed like a fun, like, cute little thing to How do. How quick did Cycle 2 happen after Cycle 1? Oh, my God. Months. Oh, really? Like, I think... That we, was before my time. Yeah, we ended in November of Cycle 1, and I think we started in, like, February. <laughs> Excuse me. And I had no idea that it that 16 weeks later, right. it was going to take all of that. And I believe that we may have had the most eventful season. Yes, several of those events have been discussed in previous podcasts. Simply because of me losing my mind every other fucking week. <laughs> we've heard we've heard all about what the, the Satine Harlow. Oh, uh, the, the Satine Harlow bring back night. Yes. When I conveniently wore a red, long-haired, curly wig and a black jacket and black boots and a black bodysuit, like I was ready to fucking kill somebody. Because <laughs> a, a little birdie came over and told me that Satine's locked away in the old dressing room that no one used, which was the coat closet upstairs, which we now get ready in because it was refurbished. And I told every contestant, and I said, when they announced, oh, I play, oh. <laughs> I think both Brandon and Satine talked about this. In oh, yeah. Episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I found out, and I wouldn't tell... I only told the contestants, and I told everybody. I said, when Mimi says, I'm bringing back someone, and it's Satine Harlow, I said, we all are going to step back and go behind the glitter curtain, because that's how old yeah. this was, and we are literally... We're just going to stage a protest. <laughs> well, I'm we're having a sit-in. We're having a, we're having a Native American cultural appropriation sit-in. We're peaceful protesters. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize how angry everyone was going to get. <laughs> so I am, I am fully taking full responsibility for everyone's actions that night. I was angry only because Satine didn't fucking tell me, not because she was being brought back, but I couldn't help but get caught up in everyone else's <laughs> anger. And I was, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Uh, who, who was, uh, um, blah, 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 um, Oh my God! Why do I always forget her name? Kenra Lynn's drag husband. Uh, Coco. Coco. Yes, sorry. Uh, literally threw her hip pads at Satine from the second floor. <laughs> Roxy Boom Boom and Roxy Boom Boom's like boyfriend at the time grabbed her shit, almost stormed out. I was screaming. People were up in arms. Mimi literally had to like calm everybody down, and then she contemplated um, canceling the show forever after that night. <laughs> She walked upstairs. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. We're canceling the rest of it. Bullshit. And I was like, okay. Right? Um, yeah. And what, God, what else happened? Uh, there was stuff with Celine that happened that year. Okay. Which. Celine was a. Celine was. Was a, In the top three with me. But Michael what would you, John. How, bearded queen. Was he bearded? Bearded, the, like. Like gender fucking yeah, kind like, of. Very like. But like very conceptual. I only I, I've only met him a few times. Yeah, I mean, but like his like costuming and construction oh, was always like amazing, insane, talented beyond his wildest dreams. Like made a fucking full like transformer. Yep. Costume. Yep. And like transformed on stage. Yep. He did a. He literally was Oscar the Grouch. 
for like Celebrity Impersonation Week or whatever it was when I was Miss Piggy he came out as fucking Oscar the Grouch and we were the only two people that did something even remotely like that and I was like you motherfucker and he won that week um what else happened during Drag Wars oh when I came out as the Candelabra as Lumiere mm-hmm. did Beauty and the Beast be our guest and it was the stupidest thing I've ever done Cute. and that costume sat in Voyeur for years <laughs> <laughs> until it physically got thrown out. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to remake those uh, lampshade and hot wax glue little candelabra ends again. Um, and then it was me and Maria Topcat, and that was the... I started the Maria Topcat losing streak yes. syndrome. That I would later... later Munchausen's. Yes, I would Maria Hausen's. Maria Hausen's. That you you later would experience. She said we were, were driving to Wilkes-Barre, and she's like, Great! Just invite everyone else I lost to. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, oh, God. Okay, so then yeah. so then you became a judge. You won cycle two. Won cycle two. And then you became a judge and for cycle I, three. Yeah, and then after I won, I decided to... Oh, poor Bev, mind you. If anyone's listening to this and has ever driven with me... <laughs> I'm a horrendous passenger. You, you, you know... I do the Judy Gaver... Um, oh, yeah. I, where I'm, sla- I'm slamming my foot down on an imaginary brake pedal. Well, you're... Actually, I believe that that's something that happens when you are in the passenger seat of my car. It's not just a Judy Gaver thing. No. It's an any passenger thing. So poor Bev is literally sitting here cringing for life. I am. She's... We, it took horrible. us at least 20 minutes to get this started. If I was in the car with my husband right now, he'd be like, put your seat back! Look at the ceiling! You would, but there's too much shit in my I little know, Honda. Too much. We're driving in a... Like, if, if there's a flame, we're just fucked because the oh, entire backseat is covered in polyester and... Well, it was and, a great way to go. This is Bev's last podcast, and this is the last time you'll hear my voice. <laughs> Vinchel will be so happy. She can Vinchel take will it. be she so can happy. Take it, she can take it over. Yep. Hi, Vinchel. Shout out to Vinchel. Hi, Vinchel. Vinchel, that wasn't a read. I hope you're we smiling joking, as you're listening. We were joking. Vinny, we're joking. Anyways. Um, so, then you became a judge for cycle, cycle three. and <laughs> Which I was a contestant. Which you were a contestant. Fun fact, if I haven't ever said this before, and I don't think many people remember this, um, the opening night of cycle three, I, uh, <laughs> I got, I don't way, edit this. I, so I know. So I got way too, I got way too drunk and couldn't hold, I had to pee so bad and I could not hold it in. Yeah. That I had to run downstairs and try to pee, and I couldn't get my layers off enough. So I literally peed in my costume, and it was a flowy thing. And I had to come back upstairs and finish judging. And I had soiled my linens. <laughs> I I had peed directly through, through your tights. layers of it. Thank God the other layers covered it, and you couldn't tell. And I was so, I kept like I kept like opening them up a little bit so they wouldn't start to get wet and the. <laughs> Classy. So, fun fact, I get drunk during Drag Wars. Yes. Oh, we're going to get there. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> so, you becoming... You're the longest... And the oldest. The longest running... Judge. Judge. Yep. Um, of Drag Wars. Yeah. Because you predate me a cycle. Yes. Um, but you have had... We're going to talk about, let's call them your greatest hits. <laughs> your your greatest moments, if you will. But I've thought of a few that I just want to have us talk about. Okay, that it's, hopefully breaking, our I'm listeners... I will, I will set the stage, and then you will uh, uh, share your, your recollection <laughs> of said events. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, the first one that I can think <laughs> of was from my cycle... Uh, Broadway night. 
when your contestant, Melanie Von Cruz, hopefully future guest, Melanie Von Cruz, I would love to have her on this, um, and myself and Jaja tied for a win, and you had a, you had a meltdown. Do you recall that? You came into the dressing room, you were throwing shit around, you were screaming at Mimi in front of her about how that was bullshit, that Melanie should have won, and the rest of us blah, blah, didn't deserve it, and blah, 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 blah. And Mimi was like, you can't talk like that in front of the contestants. You're not, you probably don't remember that. Honestly, I don't remember don't it. Remember it's that. so okay. sad. That's what fine. else happened? I don't recall. Honestly, I don't even know what anyone did. What did you guys do during Broadway week? I don't fucking remember. Melanie did this Cinderella transformation <gasps> that's oh. on YouTube. I live sang Sweeney oh, Todd with Luke. I remember that. And Zsa Zsa did the original choreography from Chorus Line. I remember that. Yes. That was my first real experience seeing, like... Oh, seeing the other side? Seeing, like, the Brooklyn that was just... Yeah, um, here's some here's some critique. I was like, Ooh, okay. Oh she's... yeah, that was your first experience. That with was Dark my Phoenix. first experience. So okay, so then the next one that comes to mind, Cycle Four. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pretty girl, exiting oh, my the competition. God. Um, you had some thoughts on Satine Shade Shack, on which is still available Sashay on YouTube. Away Shack available still on YouTube, led to an epic, drunken. Uh, monologue Woo! where you had a full face on full but your hair was like spiked up you looked like a, a drag heat miser I looked like an old broom that needed to be put out <laughs> I looked like I had been sweeping dust all so, night so recall that night uh-huh. I was just really irritated I hate when people quit things yeah so somehow I still have held Satine Harlow around and she just oh it drove me crazy still love you pretty girl but it oh yeah. If the I literally I was in we were infuriated. You, we, you were like going off on this monologue and everyone else in the room was just watching you. Oh Dude, we were all like Aah! Yeah, oh it was yeah, the, the train was derailed and yeah. she was heading for a bridge or water or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. No, mm. <laughs> yeah. Next next moment. Track I, track three, if you will. We're gonna oh. call the we're gonna call this track it, Sit Down track. Chastity. Sit down, Chastity. Oh, we're jumping that far already. I mean, what I'm trying to think okay. of other ones that uh, happened. Um, Cycle five didn't really have that much fucking going on. When did the when did the wig grab try to happen? The wig grab? When I come on. Oh. Well, okay, let's that talk the same about cycle? Cycle four was my first cycle as a mentor mm-hmm. where um, I believe you told a room full of people. I hope Jesus Christ. In front that I will never be pretty. I did. People will never call me pretty. I will never Somebody be Somebody called a pr- you pretty last night. I will never be a pretty girl. Not to be confused with the performer pretty girl, but like actually like beautiful. So do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to say? At- <laughs> At the time, it was warranted. That's all. You got under my skin, and I reacted. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't remember, but I still love you. I gave a critique that you didn't care for to one of your contestants, and you decided to uh, humiliate me in front of a room full of people. I don't really remember that. I'm sorry. Well, color me surprised. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast where everyone learns to fully hate me. (laughs) Everyone in Baltimore is going to be pitchforking my house. <laughs> no, they'll probably like you. They oh, perfect. Fucking Baltimore people. Um, sit down, chastity. So, yes, that uh, takes us to cycle six, 
for the infamous now I will set the stage uh, Vinchel Chastity St. Cartier and another drag queen who shall not be named because I'm not even respecting her enough to give her a name um, had to do uh, to Wong Fu mm-hmm. uh, they ha- it, it ended up being perfect because it was one white drag queen one black drag queen and one Latino mm-hmm. Latina Latinex drag queen and they portrayed the roles that everyone expected them to mm-hmm. but you you had some other thoughts <laughs> I had told them when they got the challenge that it would be more of a gag reel if they swapped roles because if they were going to do the expected role, it was just going to be meh. And still, in my opinion, to this day, it was meh. I think it would have been funnier if they did it another way. But the, the whole sit-down chastity actually seems like it was the big blow-up, but the big blow-up happened upstairs with He Who Shall Not Be Named. Right. But on stage. Oh, on stage. On was, stage. Oh. So you gave a critique that, that no one else agreed with, yeah. including like Mimi and me. I don't this, think Ariana was there. Yeah, this is at the. Oh, this, no, this was Cycle Six when it was just you and me. Remember? Yeah. It was just you versus yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. And, um. Oh, when we when we didn't have a table anymore and we sat around a circle table <laughs> on high tops and we yeah. and they had a rope that with curtains that slid. <laughs> that was budget drag wars cycle yeah. six. Yeah. Well, that was when the building was being renovated. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but all of a sudden, like the I as a spectator, you were like giving your critique, and in my opinion, the number was sickening, and we all like lost our shit for it. Like fingers were wagging, oh, everyone yeah. was like above a standing, and then in effigy, and, and Brooklyn decided to burst everyone's bubble and give this scathing critique. And I watched a room full of people literally turn on you, booing, like hissing. Oh, bup, I bup, was bup, bup, bup. number one public enemy. And then future guest, maybe Chastity Saint Cartier, yeah, who's, who's known for her. Calm, cool, level-headedness. As am I. As are you. Uh, took great offense. Now, this was your contestant. Yes. Your front-running contestant. Yes. Who, at the, up to that point, we all thought you were all were like BFFs. You. We were great. You two. Literally, Chastity Saint Cartier storms the edge of the stage. You two are maybe two feet from one another. Fingers are in each other's faces. Yeah. Cursing each other out. To the point where the fucking voyeur bouncers have to stand in between you and try to tear you to apart. Five of them. Tear you two apart. Five of them. I remember. I was... it, And it more so had to deal with the other person. But Chastity, Chastity thought that it was against her. And I was like, it's not about you. And I reacted so harshly towards her with my sit down, Chastity. Yeah. And uh, you, baby, and if you there's one thing you, you don't, don't tell, tell her girl, to do, you, don't you do not tell Chastity to sit down because then she came at me. And if <laughs> there's one thing that I physically cannot handle, it's somebody walking right at me, approaching me in a yeah. negative way. Oh, I'm I... aware. That happened to me last cycle with another drag queen who yes. shall not be named. Yes. So I, oh, that was, that, that went, that was one for the history books. That was. The, uh, I've said this in previous episodes, but the next day I was meeting a friend for happy hour. 
at Venture. Venture was still open. Yeah. And between my apartment on Sansom Street and Venture Inn on Kamak, I got stopped by three separate people on the street being like, girl, what happened at Drag Wars last night? I saw all the Facebook posts. I was like, I had to tell the same story three times in the last 15 minutes of my fucking supposed to be five minute walk to, to, to that's how crazy it was. Yeah, that was But a that's lot. one of the things I love about Drag Wars is that like, that kind of shit can happen. And like, it's not just like a normal drag show. It's like it happens. Everyone has a good time. They go home. This shit like exists and festers for days online. If it's like, and you, I will applaud you. You are like the perfect like shit stirrer oh, when it comes to that. I there am. will be moments where you will give like a really shitty critique or something, and I'll be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And you'll just be like, "I don't know. I just wanted, I just wanted to be dramatic." I'm like, you're such a fucking bitch. Well, here's the thing. A couple that... weeks ago, <laughs> I won't say the contestant's name, but you gave, in my opinion, an unnecessarily harsh critique. Uh, to the point where you were just like, I'm not even going to justify what you did with the response. See me after the show. And we, I was like, what the fuck? And I turned to you, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like being a bitch. I'm like, what the fuck? We're supposed to be helping them. I am. <laughs> I'm helping them go to the point of no return. I guess. I want to make them paranoid. Here's the thing with Drag Wars and me. It's a job. Yeah. I'm there every week. And, you know, it's it's kind of like my own living, breathing housewives. Right. So sometimes it's a little scripted. Well, I and, will admit it. And, like, people come tend to come to that. And I think, not tooting my horn or your horn, but I think that that's one of the reasons why you and I are back a lot is because we do have a dynamic where we can banter and bicker. Yep. And do that. It took me a while to realize that you do that shit on purpose to, like, no. drum up drama. No, and this is the first time that I am publicly admitting it to a group of people that will hear it. Yep. I am not always serious in what I say, and it it took Mimi a while to realize that it is not I am not being serious at all. I will I will handle any backlash that happens. So when as I a do mentor, you're not doing any mentoring <laughs> No, well, here's the thing. I'm I'm a very good gauge of what's going on yeah. in the room for the night. If it's a night that's running a little slow, you see or people dead, walking around, yeah. or it seems kind of dead, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna stir up a little trouble to get people talking about drag wars. That's true. So but I, I believe as though, the, as the years of Drag Wars go on, I remain calmer than I've ever been. I don't really have many outbursts anymore. Um, besides one time that I may have been, allegedly, my photo was taken of my hands covering my face. <laughs> oh, yes, Come I forgot on. to bring that up. I know up. all the good moments. I forgot to bring them? that up. So, let's rewind. <laughs> rewind. All Stars, cycle one. <laughs> Final, you weren't even a fucking mentor. No, I was just there as a there. one of the winners. Yep. Yeah. Um, final two, Maria Topcat versus myself. Yep. I win. There is an infamous photo where Maria is glaring at me, and you decided to cover your face. Well, leading moments leading up to that, I was very unsure about what was going to happen, and I had a feeling that someone who shall not be named, not the old shall not be named, does certain things to wrong, right their wrongs, if okay. you shall. So I looked right at Jaja St. James, 
And I said, I don't know if Maria's gonna win. And if Maria doesn't win, I can't show my face. I can't show my face. Because I will literally have, I'll have the most disgusted look on my face. Because at the time, I still wasn't cool with you. It was still kind of that like, <laughs> Yeah. So I remember as she was getting ready to say the names, that's when I put my hands up. <laughs> and she said, Bev! And it literally was like, one, two, three, four, five. You're still, your crown isn't even on your head. And I'm still, my hands are up on my face. And I let them go. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. Simply because I love Maria so much. And I know. I know. Oh, every single fucking time. Sutton now does Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, that version by Natalie Cole, at brunch sometimes. And when Maria's there, she's like, ah, ah, this song. This is the song I was robbed. I'm like, fuck you, Maria. If you ever want to drive fuck Maria. Fuck you, Maria. I did a damn good fucking job that night. If you ever want to drive Maria Top Cat crazy, play Night of Your Life. Oh, Jennifer that? Hudson. That's the song that we went up against. Really? Yes. That song? Yeah. All you have to do is go, boop, 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 boop. And she's like, <laughs> psychosomatic. So yes, but we've come a long way. We have. You've been, you actually have come to my defense recently, Absolutely. and I appreciate that. You're very, very welcome. I consider you one of my good friends. Oh, thanks. I trust you enough to drive me to beautiful scenic Wilkesbury. Well, no, that's not trust. That's just. <laughs> that is. You can, uh, Beth has dementia. She's letting me drive her around. I do. I didn't know. Any, thing. I didn't know any better. Bev's pulling a Matthew. I didn't Anderson. know. I didn't know. Bev's pulling a Matthew Anderson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck oh. you. <laughs> All right, so is there anything, any other moment? Well, we're going to get to 20 questions, but let's see. Is there oh. any other um, any right. other fun Drag Wars moments to discuss? Um, oh, God. Um, I'm just going to talk about it because it's clear and ever-present. Last night at Broadway night, guys, if you were not at Drag Wars last oh, night, yes. you literally missed potentially the best night in Drag Wars history in the entire four years and that it was I've so good because Wars. it was so unexpected like normally Broadway week is wah wah because they not a lot of queens to, they go to the same thing they go to the same time. things or they're not really like Broadway they girls. don't give a shit about Broadway so they yeah. just kind of half-ass it and this cycle, we have a lot of newer girls. New, which it's pretty much all of all newer girls. And, and a lot of people have been like, uh, these drag wars girls this year. They're who they. This it is was, really. This is new was, girls. Yeah. These girls went from like, not saying that they're nothings, but like nothing to something. Like every single. We graduated from like preschool to high school last night. Like literally, like, we went from yeah, kindergarten diploma to your masters. Yeah. Like it was fucking fantastic. I, so I just need to preach on that because it was it was the first time that I've ever fully enjoyed Broadway Week. Yeah. As a mentor. Yeah, it was great. This cycle is turning out to be really really fun. Yeah. Um, the the chum is kind of falling away in terms of people that either didn't want to be there. Yeah. Or yep, yep. and the ones that are remaining, which we got real part, nervous because we were like, oh my god, we have eighteen people still. Holy shit. Oh, but, oh my God, this is the first cycle in Drag Wars history that I have been ready every single week to go <laughs> that before is true. Mimi. Guys, if you never knew this, I was the Eureka O'Hara of Drag Wars mentors. I, Mimi would be downstairs already and she'd be like, and Brooklyn Ford. All right, well, where's Brooklyn? I'm still upstairs putting my nails on. That's true. There was, there, were, just come in there was many a week of uh, last cycle where we would just do runway and you would just come down when you were done. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. 
So, um, okay. So, we're all caught up to the present. So now let's play 20 questions. Okay. Always ends up being about three or four. Okay. We're good doing good time-wise. Let's do 20. <laughs> What's your favorite color? What's your favorite uh, food? Like, What's your favorite fish? Um, so, what is your favorite drag memory? My favorite drag memory would be me walking in the Marco Marco fashion show. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about that! I forgot all about that. Talk yeah. about that. Uh, so... How did that come about? So that Describe came, it. I always treat it like if people don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, it, uh... I was at Taboo one night doing Sinful Sunday. Shout out to Sinful Sunday, the goddess Isis. Um, Previous guest, listen to her episode yeah. now. Available on iTunes. Plug. Um, and... Marco Marco and Raja were at iCandy doing one of their like underwear fashion shows where they would have like the boys and the models and oh the Andrew oh, yeah. yeah 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 the Marco and I I didn't know that Marco was there I just thought it was like Raja with the boys somebody was like Marco Marco's there and he's coming over here with Raja I was like what so my fat ass decides to put on my whole entire like pearl and rhinestoned outfit with my pearled hair and my pearl shoes and perform Venus in front of them and they both literally like gagged and Marco was like did you do this all yourself and I was like yeah I was like I didn't sew the costume but I rhinestoned it. it mind yeah. you I had no idea that he was a designer for like Britney Spears and Katy Perry and all that other stuff and did tour costumes right. and that was the end of it Nothing. I was like, awesome. Cool to meet them. They gave yeah. me compliments. I feel good. I'm feeling myself perfect. Fast forward to like nine, ten months later, and I get an email, or I get a Facebook message that said, hey, Brooklyn, this is Chanel Perillo, who works with Marco right. Marco. She was a former, um, what are they called? Like stagehand or... Production assistant. Yeah, she was a PA race. for Drag Race. She's like, hey, um... We are interested in having you walk in the Marco Marco Fashion Show in New York Fashion Week. Um, uh, what's your email so I can send you over a measurements thing because we have to get this started really quick. Well, I literally near about passed out in Jenna Tall's apartment. <laughs> Almost, I literally had no idea what was going on. So, fast forward to the night of, I go to get fitted for a costume. I'm with all these people. Uh, I'm literally with all these drag race girls. There's all these fucking, like, hot-ass fucking guys. And I am the big girl that walks in the fashion show and gets the biggest round of applause. Of course, I walk out right after that skinny little... I don't remember his name, but I'll find his Instagram. Who literally has, like, the toned tan body for Jesus and walks in heels and uh, paints his face fully. Oh, Barbie's Addiction or whatever? No, 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 no. I, I don't remember his name, but I'll find it. But, yeah, they were there. Everybody was there. And it was just... The craziest experience of my life. Awesome. Crazy. Yes. So that's my best that's memory. Your best in drag. memory. Yeah. That's a pretty good one to have. Yeah. Um, you can watch that. Is that still on YouTube, right? Yeah. Marco Marco Fashion Show. Yeah. New York Fashion Week. Um. So then, opposite end. What's your most embarrassing? Oh my. Drag memory. Uh oh. I feel like. What is my most embarrassing drag memory? I mean, you talked about peeing through a costume. I mean, that probably wouldn't be the one that would be mine, even though no one knew about it. <laughs> I feel like when I first was performing, my most embarrassing thing is I would fall a lot. Yeah. 
because like I didn't wear heels and I decided that I wasn't just going to start out in like a baby heel. I was right. going to come out in like a five inch heel. Yeah. And I was, I was always on the floor, like fell constantly and it would totally ruin my mood. Was that during your caftan phase? No, that was after the caftan phase. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, best, worst, most embarrassing memory. I literally took a head plant into Mercedes Monroe Cassidyne. <laughs> At Woody's during S&M with Satine Harlow. Okay. Because I thought I was tripping in my wedges. And I literally went, like, full raging bull into her to try to hold myself up. Ask ask, uh, Miss Karma about that. She'll tell you a great story. Okay. Okay. That's it, though. That's good. Uh, So, uh, pet peeves. Drag pet peeves. performer, Performer, performance pet peeves. Go. Uh, drag pet peeves. Um, <laughs> oh God, girls that don't wear body unless they really don't need to wear body, like Little Dre Dream, because she's so tiny. I just like I don't care. I if don't you literally have get. I don't get it. I don't get this new, and I guess it's like the Naomi Smalls effect, where like all these new baby queens just don't need to wear any titties. Yeah, but, no but, titties. But no. Naomi Smalls is six two, one hundred and ten pounds, soaking right. wet. If you're five nine. You can. You should not not wear body. Yeah. It's just it's that it's that new thing of like not doing it. Like if I don't have hips, a waist cincher on, and boobs. Oh, if I'm not wearing, I don't. I feel like boy. The only time you will not catch me in a fucking corset is if I'm literally wearing a muumuu. Like last week at Drag Wars when you weren't there and I like had this like just like frocky dress on. I had I didn't have boobs in. I didn't have a waist cincher on. I didn't even tuck or anything. I literally, when Mimi called out my name, I went to go step up on the steps and I was like, "Well, Sean is about to walk on the <laughs> runway." Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. yeah. So just a, not a fully realized illusion of whatever your female impersonation is drives me crazy. Yeah. Is that it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I've lowered my pet peeves because yeah. I just can't fight every battle. So. <laughs> That's true. So then, um, as we begin to wind down, um, what advice do you have to anyone who might be listening, maybe thinking about Ooh, starting no, 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 Don't. <laughs> I knew. Literally every person does not. Don't. Here's my thing. There is a huge disconnect with drag queens and people that want to do drag. Yeah. You, it, it's not just about finding, like, the outfit and the hair and doing your makeup. It's like... You, it's a personality. And if you do not have that, it's not like you dressing up. Like, me out of drag and me in drag, they are two completely separate people yeah. that yeah. have merged into one, like Satine Harlow. Because Satine Harlow is Satine Harlow in and out of drag. Right, right. But I just, I just want to shake people that do that and be like, don't just like, it's not like, ooh, like, I want to cook. I'm going to learn how to cook. Like, drag's way more than you realize. Right. And, and if, if you want to, like, perform and you want to make a statement and you want to, like, express your creativity, by all means do it. But not just, like, oh, my God, like, I want to do fine. drag. Yeah. Like, I want to totally put on a dress and heels and a wig. It's more than dress and heels and a wig, kids. Yeah. I will video myself and from start to finish And in the words that Mimi has said, she's like, it's not for everybody. No. Just, when you look at some people, you're like, okay, this is not for you. No. So, um... But if they do art or are like, what it, if they not just not do it, but if they are doing it, like, what's your advice? My thing is, it's very hard to have like your own voice and your own 
like way of doing things. Right. But don't ever get like buckled down by somebody saying that you're a copycat of something. Because realistically, no one's ideas are new and fresh. The idea did not just come to you and you're the only person that had it. Right. But make it your own. Right. Like, I get a lot of comparisons to certain people simply because I am a taller, heavier drag queen. Right. But that people just try to group everybody together. But don't get buckled down by it. Do your own thing, but stay in your lane. Like, do what you're good at right. and do find, it really... Find your niche. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I have the potential to be a funny girl, but it's just not what I do. I know yeah. that that's not my strong suit, so I don't do it. Right. But I appreciate everybody else that does. Right. People think I hate certain styles of drag. I love all drag. Just do it really, really well. Right. Something that's fully realized. And if you don't know how to fully realize it, try to use resources of any kind to make it your own. Well, yay. That's probably a good note to end on. Anything else you want to leave us with? Uh, no. She's available for free makeup demonstrations. I know. Oh, she my God. She will paint wait, anyone's face wait, free. Wait, wait, We are going back to drag pet peeves. Kids, I do makeup every day on women and men also who come into my store because I work at MAC. Constantly, I have done this for nine years. When I do weddings, I charge a bride $150. Bridesmaids are $125. Mother of the brides are $105. It's not fun or cute when you say, I want you to paint me sometime. Oh. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. Okay. Get out your checkbook. <laughs> okay. Get out your checkbook. Well, uh, it, just keeping in mind those prices that I set out, if you want me to paint your face in drag, that's all I'll say. Yeah. I'd like you to figure out the rest. <laughs> it's it's not flattering to me, like, yeah. oh my god, I've always wanted to paint your face. No. Yeah. I actually hate doing drag makeup on other people. I yeah. hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But I want to start my own paint me series where other people paint me because I think it'll be hilarious. Oh my god, I should do my. I'm literally I'm only capable of doing my face, so I should put my face on. I want to do like kind of Willem does yeah. it. I want people because people are terrified to touch me. Like I mean, have terrified you looked in the mirror? to do my. Hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> they're terrified to do my makeup. So I would love to do it. Yeah, that would be fun. So you should do that. Starting soon, we're gonna have a <laughs> paint me be. There you go. That's it. Brooklyn, You're horrible. I hate you. Brooklyn's paint shop or some shit Brooklyn's like that. Brooklyn's paint shop. Uh, the Ford. The, the little Ford, paint shop of horrors. The, 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 the Ford paint shop. The Ford. Ford. I don't know. Some type of play on Mako. Like Ford. <laughs> exactly. Jiffy Make Loop. Makeover. Just Brooklyn. be called Jiffy Loop. Anyway. All right. You've been a delight. Yeah. Whatever. Um, we've still We're got. Still we've still got there. Seventy-two more hours oh till till Wilkesbury. Um, if this is if this car erupts in a fiery inferno, Mom, I love you. These are the last words that you'll ever hear. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'll see you in the spirit world. Bye. We'll haunt you from the next <laughs> realm. <Yes. laughs> we'll be we'll be the ghosts of those two older men on the Muppets. <laughs> just fucking <Yeah>. every... We, <laughs> we will haunt the upstairs at Voyeur and just cackle and Literally. be mean from every... With, with Leslie the Rat, who I swear is still in the walls. <laughs> Alright. Bye. Bye. Yes, that was my episode with that idiot, Miss Brooklyn Ford.
We gave away her her government name. We gave away all the secrets of Drag Wars. So you are welcome, kids. You got your bang for your buck, meaning that you didn't pay a fucking thing, but I still turned out a fabulous show. If you enjoyed this and you're not already subscribing, please hit that subscribe button on iTunes or Google Play. You can follow me on Instagram at It's Bev Bitch, and I will catch you all next week with another fabulous episode. Bye.